Hello and welcome to Coffee and the Cosmos. I'm going to try to speak English. Ooh, the Holy Spirit's moving so much. And this is your host, Craig Wells, a.k.a. Sigma Bay, Son of Light. And what a day we're having in the presence of Yahweh. It's such a beautiful day outside. Uh, I don't know where you're at around the world, but the weather right now today is just beautiful. I was riding around on my motorcycle earlier and just, oh God, it's so gorgeous. Just so, so gorgeous. And, um... You know, sometimes God's beauty is just so overwhelming. And you can find it anywhere and everywhere. And, you know, I'm reading this book. I, I hate that I keep mentioning the name wrong. It's Rona Sparrow-Poles, S-P-I-R-O-P-O-U-L-O-S. It's called The Blood. You can get it on Amazon, or I'm not sure in your country where, but in America, I know you can get it on Amazon. You might even be able to get it in your country, because Amazon's worldwide, most likely. But, um... You know, uh, I was reading about this, and I read this book before. It's been many years, and so, but I want to read just the introduction to you and just expound on it just a little bit, because it's stirring in my spirit. There's nothing more powerful than the blood of Yeshua. You know, when we talk about going into the heavenly realm, we talk about being seated in Christ. You know, we've taught people that, you know, we don't go walk around and saying, okay, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, as if it's a magic wand. And most of the time when you do that, it, you see no result. You don't see an instant result at all. Um, because there is a reality. Of course, you can pray in the name of Jesus. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, that's very proper. But on the same hand, it's being seated in the name of Jesus, Yeshua. Is being seated in him. When I'm seated in him, the word says, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, but not I, but Christ lives inside of me. And the life I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God. Now, this is an expression, and I've used the scripture a lot lately on my podcast because it won't leave me alone. Because, see, I've been crucified. So if I'm crucified, all my sins are covered forever. Come on, say it with me. Because we want to get set free from condemnation, guilt, and shame so that the overpowering spirit of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost can overtake us and bring us into the heavenly realms and show us the secrets of Yahweh, Yeshua, Holy Spirit, and just as important, show us the secrets of yourself. But this is being seated in the blood of Yeshua. So when I'm saying I'm seated in Christ, I'm saying I'm seated in the mercy seat I'm seated in the revelation of the blood, the covenant that never loses its power, that's full of glory, that demons tremble at its sight, that every bondage of cancer, sickness, disease, infirmity must give way to the power of the blood of Yeshua. This is why it's so important for us to know who we are. So we can engage the power of the blood of Yeshua that's inside of us because we are seated in. So now that I'm seated in, the very uh, fullness of what that blood has is already working in me. Come on, tell it, tell it to me. Say the blood of Yeshua is already working in me, in my mind, in my body, in my soul, in my spirit. See, I have to mix faith with the activity of the blood and allowing it to do its perfect part in my life. Now, some things are automatically, you're redeemed. You ask God to forgive you. You ask Jesus to come in your heart. The blood is applied. That is a covenant statement by God that says, if you believe in me and confess with your mouth, you'll be saved. Therefore, it does it all by itself, right? You are redeemed. Your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. 
Now you want to engage with it so it can do what it needs to do in the earthly realm. See, that's in the heavenly realm in your spirit being because your spirit being is bi-dimensional. It hangs out in heavenly places as well as hanging out in the earth on this earth because I was talking to you right now. Craig, that's not my soul. That's not my body. I may be using my body and my soul to speak to you. But I'm a spirit being. That's what you are first. We're spirit beings that are hosted in a body that is full of mind, will, and emotions, which is your soulish realm. But even your soul, the Bible says, there's a spirit of the mind. There's a conjoined uh, relationship between your spirit and your mind, and I believe it's the heart. I believe inside of that heart is where the completion of the soul and the spirit mixes and becomes one. So that which is in your spirit can download into your soul. That which is in your soul can download into your body and ultimately becomes transformation of your mind and your body and your soul through Christ Yeshua because I'm seated in him. You see how all this works together? We stepped into the blood. So now when I'm in the name of Yeshua, I'm causing things to happen because I'm in the name of Yeshua, not just by saying a prayer, but by becoming the very essence of the presence of the completed work of the blood of Yeshua in my life. Let me see if I can get to this introduction. Once again, the name of the book is called The Blood. It is not my book. It's Rona, and I've already spelt the name for you. It was caught up in the wonder of it. She says, I was caught up in the wonder of it. I love this part. Caught up in the passion of fresh love. Now she's talking about the love of Elohim that he's pouring out. What an incredible, because God's been pouring out his love. He's having a love revival throughout the world right now. Caught up in the fire of a love that knows no bounds. Come on, receive this. A love that draws me. I love this about God. Listen, listen, listen. A love that draws me. See, he took away the responsibility from you. And he says, I will draw me to you. I, I will draw you to me. And I love this pulled me back when I attempted to search to walk in a different direction, though I might have not seen the clear direction. And I'm talking about as a Christian, as a Christian, we can get hung up on tangents and rules and regulations and this and that. And we're thinking about God as some condemnation, big God or all these other things. And he said, he searched me out while I was walking. And even though I was in a different direction than his full, completed, perfect love for me, he captivated me so much that I thought it was my own decision to give myself to him. Now, is that not a loving God? Is that not a loving God? I'm going to read on just a little bit more, okay? It was 1976, and I was a Greek Orthodox girl who had just had an encounter with Jesus Christ and was baptized in the Holy Ghost. I did not know about the gospel. I did not know about the blood. I heard about it, certainly, but I did not understand what it was all about. In a moment's time, I love this, I had been translated out of one kingdom into another. Yahweh transcended into another realm. See, we can step into the torn flesh of Yeshua and step behind the veil into the realm of Yahweh, into the presence of our God. Every morning, the Lord would wake me up early and I would tiptoe through the house of the living room where I would meet with him. It became my trusting place. And there, in a series of visions, the Lord began revealing the gospel to me. And one of those visions was about the blood. I saw the Lord standing before me as I was lying face down on the carpet. Out of his side came a fountain of blood, which covered my whole body, then became absorbed into me. And I knew that I had been cleansed. 
I now belong to him. Don't you know that happens to you the day you got saved? Boy, what a beautiful sight. We just need to receive that for ourselves. What I love about people's stories, they can become a portal for you to step into and ask the Father to reveal that to you. That's why we need to listen to these podcasts over and over and not just one time and say amen. So it can, can I'm speaking to your spirit, man. So it can cascade from your spirit into your soul and into your body. Let me go on just a little bit more in this book. If we could only understand the power of the precious blood of Yeshua the Christ, the anointed one of God, we would be a force to be reckoned with on the earth and in heaven. The enemy understands it and fears it, and he does everything he can to prevent us from being preached about it, to singing about it, and that we don't know who we really are and what's really available to us in Christ Yeshua. And then she puts a scripture for as much as we know that we were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from the vain conversations received by the traditions of our fathers, but by the precious blood of Jesus as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. First Peter 1, 18 through 19 for the life of the flesh is in the blood blood Leviticus 17, 11. The story of the blood is a story of life that replaced ours an incorruptible life. Go ahead and receive that incorruptible life come on incorruptible life and light and love that restored us again to Yahweh our father so that he could pour his spirit into us and pour his glory into us only in this way he brings us back into intimacy with him because we were created for intimacy with him through Yahweh's blood covenant we were created with intimacy and he draws us into an incorruptible life See, he gives us the incorruptible life. It's not us. You can be holy for a long time and all of a sudden get mad, do this, do that. We break the law all the time. It's ridiculous how much we deframe the word of God. There's over 600 and something laws anyway. That's why the Bible says if you subscribe to one, you subscribe to them all. Or brother, don't you believe we should walk uprightly before the Lord? Of course you should walk uprightly before the Lord. I'm not telling you that. I'm telling you you're not supposed to walk in condemnation, guilt, and shame about your life. You're supposed to engage the love of the blood covenant and then allow the blood light and love and Zoe life to overtake your spirit man and allow that spirit man to overtake and love that soul and allow that soul to overtake and love that body as you are being transcended into a tri-union relationship of God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit with your body, your soul, and your spirit as one Christ man in the earth. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. The blood of Yeshua makes you a Christ man in the earth. And I'll finish with this. Um, I'm doing a lot of reading these days, probably more than I normally read. But this is from that little book from John G. Lake that you can barely find. Um, I had it for a long time. It's the spiritual hunger, the God man. It's sermons from John G. Lake. And there's this one part that stood out above all parts in this book. And it reminds me of what God is trying to teach us today. And let's see, I think it's on page 16. And I love this. I've said this to you before, but I'm speaking to your spirit. This is John G. Lake writing. He says, I am a believer in the partnership of man and God. I believe there is a fusing, a symposium of the soul of God and of man. The two become one, not a saved man and a glorious God, but a man fused into God and God fused into man. One divine creation, one divine creation. Oh, come on. I can't seem to get away from the word. Let me just. Let me give you one last thing, okay? 
in the Passion Translation of uh, Psalms 24. So wake up, you living gateways. Lift up your heads, you doorways of eternity. Welcome to the King of glory. In him, for he is about to come through you. You ask, who is the King of glory? Yahweh, armed and ready for battle. Yahweh, invincible in every way. Well, once again, this is the Gimabe. I love you. You are so beautiful. Shalom.